A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option. This is the Midwest Farm Report. From field to fork and everything in between is why the kids from Wisconsin stay. It's a great way to start your Happy Tuesday and happy first day of the Wisconsin Farm Technology Days. I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report and for Farm Director Pam Yonke. If you're headed to the show today in Loyal, it'll be sunny early on with increasing clouds throughout the day. There's a 50% chance for some scattered thunderstorms in the afternoon. Highs will be at 78 degrees with winds from 10 to 15 miles per hour. Our ag meteorologist Stu Muck will have more forecast details for Farm Tech Days and across the state in about 15 minutes. Other than that, we've got a great show for you this morning. We learn about the memorabilia you can find at Farm Tech Days, including the collector toy. We also hear from a dairy processor who is going to use a state grant to develop new products. Stay tuned for that. Markets and more coming up. BioVet microbial and nutritional supplements are formulated by their own staff veterinarian. Their focus on technology, research, and innovation ensures that your livestock receive live microbials and the absolute best nutritional ingredients to support all stages of health, growth, production, and reproduction. When you think healthy livestock, think BioVet and let them help you grow your profits. Call today, 1-800-BIOVET1 or find them online at bio-vet.com. As a dairy farmer, you depend on your milk receiver pump. McFinn Technologies of Kenosha introduces the impressive Bopeller pump. It's quieter, there's lower maintenance, as the seals last much longer than your old milk receiver pump. It offers a more powerful cleaning cycle with higher velocities, and it doesn't degrade the quality of your milk. Ask your dealer for the Bopeller milk receiver pump, patented by McFinn Technologies, an American company committed to providing a better product for the dairy industry. I will never forget taking tractor safety as a teenager. I'm Stephanie Hoff from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. My dad made me practice backing up a trailer for weeks. I was so fed up with it, but I think it all paid off because I didn't knock down any cones during the test at school, and I did better than all the boys. And Allison, it sounds like 10 years later, tractor safety courses are still in demand, whether students are living on the farm or not. Tractor safety courses sure are filling up fast this summer. I talked with Heidi Johnson from UW Extension, and she told me about some changes that they've seen this year and that they're planning on seeing coming up soon here. Before we get into that, though, she also explained what the tractor safety courses in Wisconsin look like this summer. The Youth Tractor and Machinery Safety Program is the way that youth get certified to be able to drive on the road. And so Wisconsin is actually the only state that certifies 12 and 13-year-olds. Most states, they start certifying at 14, but Wisconsin has a little bit younger. So the program generally has uh, youth from 12 to 16 that uh, take it. And so in general, the pandemic obviously disrupted a lot of the normal delivery of programs. And so So there's likely a little bit of a backlog of youth that haven't been able to get certified. Um, We don't know numbers yet. There's still programs being conducted across the state. But in general, the the pandemic lined up with some some evolution of staffing in extension. So in the past, the tractor and machinery safety program was conducted 
Uh, Extension maintains the curriculum and the certification process for the program, but it was actually taught mostly by partners across the state, like tech colleges. Um, Extension did some of the direct education, but uh, about two-thirds was actually delivered by other partners across the state, sometimes supported by Extension educators. But through the pandemic, Extension has evolved our, our staffing a little bit, and that those changes to staffing is pushing us in the direction of um, we want to be the ones and we have a statutory obligation. Extension wants to be the one to maintain the curriculum. So we want research-based, good, solid, uh, safe curriculum for youth to be learning. So we, we are committed to maintaining that. What we want to do, though, is continue to build out our partners that are delivering the program. So um, so all those partners that were already doing it, we're, we're in connection with them and making sure they have all the curriculum and materials that they need. And then we're looking for, you know, if there are other partners that are interested in conducting the class, we're, we're looking for those. We have, we've uh, done mapping to see, you know, where programs are located. And we know that there's some parts of the state that were not covered by our partners. So uh, for this year, we're conducting, we did one in-person uh, tractor and machinery safety course that just wrapped up last week. And then uh, we also have an online version where the youth take most of the education online. And then we will do some regional driving tests because that's part of the certification process. They both do a written test and a driving test. So, so that's this year we, we are still doing some of the education and we're hoping next year, uh, like I said, to continue to have partners that might be able to take over that direct delivery of the program. What has the process been like canvassing for these uh, new partners now that you'd like to expand that area? Um, I, I don't know that we've uh, done a ton of it. Most of it has been connecting with the partners that we already had. But in some situations, you know, just talking to tech colleges or VOAG instructors and seeing what the interest is in different areas. And, you know, there's different ways to do that. Sometimes you reach out directly to those partners. But we've also tried to, uh, when we have parents that are interested in having a program and they're not close to one, we, you know, we can ask them some questions about their local ag teachers and try to find uh, opportunities that way. So, so we'll continue to work on that. Um, you know, for this year, it was mostly making sure that our partners that were already teaching it have what they need. And so that was, that was a big effort this year. Now, backing up a little bit, you mentioned that you have online offerings. Is that something mm -hmm. that's new coming out of the pandemic? And how does the instruction differ from in-person instruction? Sure. Yeah. So we, it is new. We've been building out uh, the online, um, the online version of it. And um, just to be totally clear too, we actually haven't directly created the curriculum. We work, Purdue University has a nationally recognized curriculum. And so we use that as the basis for both the in-person delivery and the online delivery. Uh, so we, that, that will be the basis for the online course. Uh, in the past, the course is, um, and I actually taught it for many years, so I know it very well. So it's a mix of um, in classroom instruction and then doing some driving. And um, it's about 24 hours long. So basically the online version is just taking all of that classroom instruction and putting it into an online delivery. Do you find that the online option might make it easier for students in areas that aren't as serviced to be able to take this class? 
That's what I'm hoping. So we don't know a lot yet. I think uh, we, along with everybody else, has has, uh, pretty quickly moved into the online world of educational delivery. And um, we hope that it actually increases access for youth that might not be near um, a program and just maybe makes it a little bit more flexible for people. So when you get, especially if you can do asynchronous delivery, which I don't think we're there yet, we're, we're still working on that, but asynchronous delivery is when the youth can do it on their own timing and not have to be, you know, uh, doing it while the instructor is there. And so those are just in general an extension, we're looking for opportunities like that because it makes it more flexible for participants. So I think, I hope that what you suggested is true, that we this is actually makes the program easier for our youth to uh, get into. That, that definitely would be a goal. And I'm sure that as you move into that space, many students will be appreciative of the opportunity to take the class uh, whenever and wherever. I know that you said mm-hmm. you don't have exact figures on enrollment, but we're in a, a time of labor shortages. And I know that many mm-hmm. teens and young adults are seeking out jobs and they're really putting themselves out there. So how do you see that playing mm-hmm. into younger students now taking the course because they might have uh, jobs on the farm somewhere? Yeah, that's a good question. I hadn't really considered that. I mean, I, yeah, I don't have any data or figures to support anything. I mean, I think what you suggested makes sense that there might be, there may be some 14 and 15 year olds that are really interested in farm employment and they might be driven in that direction. But I'm, we're not uh, far enough along for me to be able to give you data to support that. Now, moving forward, what is the ultimate goal with the safety courses? So, the, I mean, the goal from Extension's perspective is we want to maintain a really good curriculum and really good tests and uh, be able to support our partners that conduct the course across the state. So eventually we'd like to see the, the students be able to access partner programs while Extension is providing the, the, the curriculum for it. So that would be the long-term goal. We, you know, we don't want to, we don't, we want to make sure that youth aren't left out. So we will continue to be monitoring the coverage that we have from our partners and seeing where it takes us and making decisions as we go. Heidi Johnson, Agriculture Institute Director with UW Extension, with a look at what to expect from Wisconsin's tractor safety program this summer and into the coming years. A full listing of tractor safety courses can be found at farms.extension.wisc.edu. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Allison Lund. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Rebath started decades ago by two gentlemen who created acrylic forms to cover existing bathtubs. Today, Rebath is a complete bath remodeling company. We replace existing fixtures and totally upgrade your bathroom. Free in-home consultation, free custom design, an affordable new bath in just days, not weeks. Visit our showroom on Stoughton Road or Rebath.com. Rebath, making it easy to love your bath. A unique style of great country music. It's Colt Ford. With the outlaw southern sounds of the Lax. Performing live Sunday, August 14th at Ho-Junk Gaming, Wisconsin Dells. Tickets are on sale now through Ticketmaster. See a John Deere in the field, we can ride it. It's Colt Ford and the Lax. 
Sunday, August 14th at Ho-Junk Gaming, Wisconsin Dells, your grown-up getaway. Must be 21 to attend the Cole Ford and Lax concert and to enter the what gaming floor. What we here? Crackers. At least I think they are. They're in a cellophane wrapper. There are two of them. Crackers always travel in pairs. They snap like crackers. Crumble like them, too. Nine out of ten cracker eaters would give them a positive ID. But these aren't crackers. They're dinner. Jim Krevix for five days straight. There are people like Jim all across Madison. And because the need is there, so are we. This year, we'll supply people like Jim over $950,000 in food through Dane County's busiest food pantry. Just one part of the more than $1.4 million in clothing, shelter, furniture, and other goods and services we provide. We're St. Vincent de Paul, helping our neighbors in need. Hang on to your tractors. Here's another update. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Yes, hang on to my tractor. That's what I'm telling myself. I'm so excited to get up to Wisconsin Farm Technology Days this week. I'll, I'll be running up there Wednesday. The farm team has been shuttling back and forth. Our intern, Allison Lund, is headed up there today. Pam's there now today. Uh, so we're all taking turns enjoying the show. We got quite a bit of chatter this morning on the Farm Talk text line. Kirby by La Crescent got two tenths of an inch of rain. Lee Kurth from Ashford got an inch yesterday. Let's see here. Bob of, at uh, on the north side of Beaver Dam got two tenths of a rain yesterday. Let's see. Alto missed Alto. Linda Lynch at Reeseville said they just got a few drops. So thanks again for texting in your rainfall rainfall reports. Again, that number eight seven seven three zero one farm eight seven seven three zero one three two seven six. Egg meteorologist Stu Muck now on the line with us. And Stu, it looks like at least for today, one day of farm tech days, showgoers may see some rain and may be able to text in those reports. Well, there's a small chance, Stephanie. I don't know that I'd be too concerned by it. Uh, you know, like what we saw yesterday, not a whole lot. I mean, over an inch at Ashford, I'm four or five miles north of there. We had almost nothing, just trace amounts of rain. Lacrosse only two hundredths of an inch. I do see Juno at twenty six hundredths of an inch yesterday, and just not a whole lot else to report. Uh, but Iola fourteen hundredths of an inch. That's uh, quite a bit east of farm technology days. Today we have to talk of a weak front, an upper level boundary. It's up in Lake Superior this morning. But it will drop southeast and through Wisconsin today. There are a few scattered showers up in the UP and further north of Thunder Bay up into Canada. My expectation that little front will drop southeastward pretty quick during the day may trigger off a late afternoon shower almost anywhere or just into the evening hours. Showers, maybe a rumble of thunder. It'd have to be localized amounts of rain overall. It just doesn't look like it's going to drop much but some precipitation possibility exists. That little front drops on through for the rest of Farm Technology Days. I have, in my mind, better news. It won't be as hot or as humid. Now, the one thing I did notice last night about the time that system started to edge on in, it was uh, 6.30 going on 7 o'clock. The winds really picked up. They got gusty. We had some things moved around in the yard. 
but we didn't get the rainstorm out of it. I don't think we'll have winds like that around here either. In fact, over the next several days, wind gust up to 10 or 15 miles per hour. That's about it. Just not going to be a great deal of breeze, but fortunately enough, the temperature is not as hot. The humidity not as high. Should feel very comfortable. A great time for Farm Technology Days, getting out and seeing what's going on in the show. A great time of course too to get more work done around home absolutely i know there's a lot of chores that we want to get done and if mother nature is going to uh, help us out that way we probably can take good time and get things done and make some progress the rain yes i know we really could use it for those crops they need a good shower but that chance doesn't appear to be all that great in the next few days either i'll have forecast details we'll look a little bit ahead right after this what better way to celebrate all things agricultural than with a good old country music concert? Farm Tech Fest, Wednesday night, July 13th, just south of Loyal. Featuring Madison County, Sawyer Brown, and Joe Nichols. On-site camping available. Get your tickets now at farmtechfest.com. That's farmtechfest.com. A huge thank you to some of the great sponsors. Partners Bank, Rooney Grain, and many more. Join the fabulous farm babe Pam Yankee at Wisconsin Farm Technology Days. She'll give you the latest forage updates from L4X Seeds on Tuesday, July 12th. Just visit booth 965 right across from the hot air balloon. Make L4X your stop for alfalfa excellence. See you there. Our friends at Steffes Group will be at Wisconsin Farm Technology Days with fabulous farm babe Pam Yankee. Since 1960, Steffes has been selling everything from combines and tractors to hay and livestock. Demand is high. Catch them July 13th at 9 a.m. at booth B144. That old, that good old-fashioned country music concert at Farm Technology Days, that's where I'm going, Stu, Wednesday night. And I'm happy to hear that uh, the weather will be pretty nice for that as well. And then here in southern Wisconsin, too, you know, we talk about isolated showers, but I think we're, we'll stay pretty dry down here. I'm heading to the Wisconsin Berry Growers Field Day uh, this morning, and then it goes until this afternoon, and that's in Poinette, Wisconsin. Uh, do I need to run home and, and grab a rain jacket? I don't think so. No, no, you'll be just fine. The rain chances, uh, what's there? Not around until mid or late afternoon. I'd say after two or three up at Loyal at Farm Technology Days, and there may be a tenth of an inch or so there. For the rest of us, that chance not around until even later this afternoon as that weak front drops in. And it's just that, a scattered shower, a very isolated thunderstorm leading up to that chance. Sunny skies today and pretty nice. I'd say low 80s for highs with the northwest winds only about 5 to 10. That shower chance late today or this evening and then partly cloudy overnight. We fall into the lower 60s with the west winds about 5 to 10. Partly sunny skies Wednesday, a beautiful day in the upper 70s. The north winds at 5 to 10. Nighttime lows mid-50s Wednesday night. Thursday, sunny skies back up closer to 80. Upper 70s or very low 80. Winds will become east around 5. And even Friday, still sounding pretty nice. Some sunshine, low 80s, but showers, maybe some thunderstorms edging in toward Friday as we look toward the afternoon or into the evening hours. Maybe a, a needed bit of moisture here to wrap up the week, Stephanie. But otherwise, it really doesn't appear that we have a major threat for a lot of rainfall. But at least there are some chances that slight one here late today or this evening. And then again, as we look on toward Friday, because uh, right about now, those crops could use a good soaker. I've heard several producers say, you know, a good day soaker where you get three quarters of an inch or an inch over the course of 12 or 14 hours would be just what the crop doc ordered. 
That's right, Sue. And the latest USDA crop progress and condition report, I'll talk about that later in the show. But it sounded like the rain last week boosted those crops a little bit. And yeah, any rain we get now will do the same. But Stu, will yeah. you be at uh, Farm Technology Days at all this week? I am not going to make it. My schedule says get to work and don't go anywhere. <laughs> well, it, whoever is going, we'd, we'd love to get your rainfall report. If you do get any showers in Loyal, again, that talk text line, 877-301-FARM. We'll talk to you again tomorrow, Stu. You bet. Have a great day. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Wasn't doing anything different. Wasn't trying to train for a marathon or compete in American Ninja Warrior. I was just playing racquetball with my buddies, and then that's how the injury happened. That led to Achilles surgery and years of chronic pain for Will Burt, a patient at QC Kinetics. There's always been tenderness and inflammation, and I had the surgery to repair the tendon, but it didn't repair my quality of life. Desperate for relief, Will tried the natural biologic treatments at QC Kinetics, and finally, the pain was gone. The good news is, is it's a solution without having to go under the knife, a solution that my body can kind of regenerate and take care of itself versus surgery, pain pills, rehab, and all that goes along with that. Patients like Will are raving over the results. Call QC Kinetics today for your free consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 608-319-1750. That's 608-319-1750. 608-319-1750. Looking for extra cash? Did you witness a crime? Or maybe you have information about ongoing criminal activity in the Madison area. We give cash for clues. Madison Area Crime Stoppers is a nonprofit organization that helps prevent and solve crimes in our community by working with Dane County residents, law enforcement agencies, and media partners. So how does it work? When you share information with Crime Stoppers, a confidential code will be generated to protect your identity. If your tip results in an arrest and filing of criminal charges or the apprehension of a fugitive, you'll receive a cash reward. Keep your tip ID and password so you can check the status of your tip. Once the arrest or apprehension is confirmed, arrangements will be made for you to collect your reward anonymously. Your confidentiality is important to us. Any individual who contacts Crime Stoppers will always remain anonymous. Call 608-266-6014 or go to p3tips.com. Madison Area Crime Stoppers, your safety is always our priority. You're in the construction business, you love what you do, and you're good at it, but traveling all over the state for one job here and there is getting old. When you join the crew at SNR Remodeling, your home sweet home every night because the jobs are local. No nights, no weekends, more time for family, and there's plenty of work so you can stay ahead financially. SNR Remodeling. Apply online at snrremodeling.net. SNR Remodeling. Tom Spitz and David Fink of Settlers Bank. We make it easy to get the answers you need. When you call us during regular business hours, you'll be greeted by a relationship banker. No maze of automated prompts to maneuver here. Just a friendly hello from a banker you know. To learn more, stop by or visit SettlersWI.com. Settlers Bank, timely decisions, people you know. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Love the look by creating your floors with DIY and budget-friendly flooring from Wiseway. With Wiseway Flooring's direction, you'll only need to be moderately handy to accomplish brand new floors. 
I'm Mike Yenser at Wiseway Flooring, inviting you to visit our showroom in Watertown, Lake Mills, and Economwalk. See how our do-it-yourself products might be the right thing for you. Commercial or residential, the wise have it. Log on to INeedFlooringNow.com. Pest control? You've got a guy for that. Car repairs? You probably have a guy for that as well. For someone to custom design a unique piece of jewelry for you, or help your current pieces look sparkling fresh? That needs to be William Thomas Custom Jewelry. Affordable and local. William Thomas Custom Jewelry will help you create a desirable, one-of-a-kind piece that you'll be proud to wear for years to come. William Thomas Custom Jewelry. Your inspiration, your custom jeweler. Hi, Grandma. What's for dinner? Hey, honey, I'm making stew tonight. Ooh, can Nina come over? I'm not sure about our new friend. I wonder if there's been any drinking going on. Alcohol at her age can lead to so many bad things. I've been meaning to ask you, what would happen if someone offered you a drink? Grandma! This is hard. She's so young. But I know I need to talk to her about it now before someone tries to give her alcohol. If anyone ever does offer you a drink, I want you to say no. I have too much respect for my family and I don't want to get in trouble. Okay. Really? I promise, Grandma. I love you too. Okay, how about tasting the stew and telling me what you think? Mm. Some children may try alcohol as young as nine years old. It's not too early to talk about drinking. For tips on how to begin the conversation, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. That's underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. This message brought to you by SAMHSA and this station. Pretty much all of those guys that you just heard listed off are through 2024. Yeah. I mean, all the the good players, whether it's offense or pitching, most of those guys are through 2024. So this is it for the Brewers, uh, this little window right here. And what we saw over these past couple of games. We talked about this window since like 2018. Yeah, yeah. Because remember, in 2017, they were supposed to be bad. Some people thought they'd be worse than Brewers history bad. Those people are idiots. They weren't going to be good, but to be that bad, there's been a lot of bad seasons. But they had a lot of uh, guys that had some upside. Travis Shaw was finally getting his first uh, opportunity to be a full-time player. Arcia was a top 100 prospect. Like they had some players, they, but they weren't going to be good by any means. They finished just one game out of the playoffs. Then the next year, all of a sudden they acquire Christian Yelich, who was like closing in on being a borderline all-star. You acquire, you sign uh, Lorenzo Kane, who already was an all-star and you added a few pitching pieces that happened to work out and, and pitch pretty well in the Wade Miley's of the world and the Jolie's Chassines. And all of a sudden, the next thing you know, you're in the NLCS. We they were they had hit that timeline faster than I think David Stearns thought that they would hit that timeline of winning with yeah. 2018 with those signings. But always since we were looking at it, it was always 2024 was like your last full year before this window of players would be closed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. we're halfway through season of uh, 2022. And the Brewers look like they probably should win the NL Central. But do you have much faith moving forward from that? No. So I want to talk expectations this season upcoming here because it's um, what you see unfolding right now is a little concerning just because, you know, you're playing against the bottom feeders a little bit and you can't you can't do anything. Yeah. But here's the thing. The Cardinals can't help themselves either. Which is nice. Brewers are still two and a half games up for first yeah, place. In the I NL mean, Central. At least you only have one team to worry about in your division, which... 
You you know, you play who you play. Don't. I almost feel like, <laughs> RJ, you have to go all in. Now, they have a lot of guys through 2024, but if you can't get it done this year, and now you've had basically the same group of guys yeah. for the last couple of years, and even more of them since 2018, yep. I would have to say you have to go all in in 2023, yep. whether you sign Hader or not, and yeah. this is the reason why. Because you don't want to hold everyone till their final year of arbitration. Because if I'm going to turn around and trade Woodruff, I'd rather trade him in the the winter before 2024 Mm -hmm. so I can get full value for him for a full year than keeping him and letting him walk and or dealing him at the deadline. Because who says you're going to want to deal him at the deadline in 2024 if you're still in contention for a playoff spot and you still have this solid team? You're going to want to keep him because you think you're going to win the World Series. But then at the end of the year, he walks on you anyways. Yeah, like like and I'm with you there. Next year has to be the year you go all in, all in probably even regardless of what you're going to do moving forward. Like if you, you go all in, didn't, if didn't you they actually cry broke want, two years ago, if you actually want like to win past off a world series, no, they better be spending one, 150 million. They better be trading. Isn't that when he bought the Jackie Robinson the, ticket? No, they, were, off they, were, season? they were crying this off season. They were crying yeah. broke before the COVID season. Everybody was though. No, but before COVID, right and after COVID. Well, remember, is, like, we, we yeah. spent the most we've ever spent. No, blah, 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 it was one hundred and thirty-six million. That was twenty nineteen, but yeah, in twenty nineteen, it yeah. was one hundred and thirty-six million that they spent, and that was also when they brought back Moose. They signed Grandal, but don't don't let them let you forget that that was when they completely uh, renovated their spring yeah, training in facility yeah. in Arizona, which they only do about once it's every a, to 30, 40 yeah. years. Yeah. So don't, don't let them sit there and say, Oh, we have no money. Plus you spent that one They time. also make the, the, the they city up. do most of that renovation yeah. or else they leave. You got to spend money to make money. Yeah. That's what they were doing. And then all of a sudden Mark Adonazio is like, We've spent the most and money we've ever spent. And, and yeah. blah, 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 you can blah, blah. go back and find like their uh, numbers through like the tickets and yeah. gates and all that. That was like the only time Oops. since he bought the Brewers where they were in the red. Yeah. And and they and it also happened to coincide, like I said, with the year they did all the renovations where he paid for a, a decent chunk yeah. of it. Crazy how that works out. Mm-mm. Get out of here. <laughs> ponytail. Mm-mm. Go buy another ticket stub. He, he cut it. I don't think he's got, got a ponytail it. anymore. But yeah. It looks like he cut his hair. Mm-mm. He was on TV the other go day. Go buy another ticket stub. There you go. Yeah. Mark. <laughs> If she's not milking the cows, she's talking about them. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Welcome back on a Tuesday morning. I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report. It's finally here. Wisconsin Farm Technology Days in Clark County. The show kicks off this morning from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. at Rail Acres and Rustic Occasions in Loyal. Farm Director Pam Yankee will be at Farm Tech Days this morning. You can find her with Alpharex Seeds at booth 965 from 1130 to 1. And then she'll be visiting with Rural Mutual Insurance from 2 to 330 at booth REC 101. We've been having a lot of fun during June Dairy Month and now National Ice Cream Month talking with dairy processors doing unique work in their plants or in their communities. Allison Lund shares a story she did with Two Guernsey Girls Creamery of Freedom, Wisconsin. They got a $5,000 state grant to develop new products. Allison, take it away. 
There are many corners of Wisconsin's dairy industry, and all businesses and farms in the industry are special in their own way. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Allison Lund. Tammy Fritch is the plant manager and owner of Two Guernsey Girls Creamery in Freedom. She shares more about their micro-dairy and how they plan to use their dairy processor grant. So it started as a 4-H project 10 years ago with my daughter. Um, We purchased Guernsey's as a 4-H project for her to show and then we decided a few years ago that we were going to milk her cows on site and bring the heifers home so we purchased our current property. And you are one of the recipients for the dairy processing grant but you're also a micro dairy so that sort of puts you in a unique position so what sort of gave you the push to apply for this grant? So we wanted to expand we started uh, with bottling glass bottled milk and we do a, a 32 ounce plastic and a 12 ounce plastic And then we do cheese curds twice a week, and we receive this grant, and we are going to start block cheese. So the grant will help us get our cheese press, our materials to um, make the cheese, uh, some walk-in coolers, um, some consulting fees, and wages. So how is this going to change the structure of your company? It won't so much change the structure of our company. It's just going to help us grow. We are local, and we do a couple farmer's markets, and we just wanted something with um, more shelf life. With milking our 10 cows, sometimes we have additional milk that we would like to uh, use other um, value-added products for. So black cheese is what we decided to do. Well, it sounds like a step in a different direction, but something that will really continue to help the business. Now, through the past few years, especially with the pandemic, have you noticed any challenges with the business? And moving forward, what challenges do you expect to face with this expansion? Just the cost of building materials um, is a challenge with the prices of everything rising. And then I'd say like the last six months, we've run into raw material um, and supply chain issues that we kind of work around or have to choose different vendors to bring in products. And have you yourself faced any challenges through the pandemic and now in this midst of the post-pandemic era, getting your product out to consumers? No, actually, we think the pandemic probably helped us with everybody hunkered down at home that we were able to get them dairy products delivered to their home or locally sourced products. Um, Actually, the pandemic has helped our uh, on-farm store. We have a lot of people coming just for staples versus venturing out to uh, large big box stores. They just come and support. And what does that look like? So we have an on-farm store that we built uh, with the building that is in the front of our processing area. Um, The processing area does have viewing windows off the store, so you can see what we're doing on a daily basis. Um, Our whole facility is set up for education. Our store has local meats uh, sourced from Schwitty Farms in Pashtigo. We have um, pickled items from a vendor uh, in the town of Freedom that's close to us. We are sourcing in some Amish bakery goods. Our milk is in there, our cheese curds is available, and then just some um, novelty t-shirts and local soap that was made um, by a local vendor. Well, it sure sounds like a wide variety of products to celebrate local producers. Now, you mentioned the educational aspect of your facility. How do you incorporate that? So we have a lot of tours that come out, whether it's 4-H clubs. Um, We've had high schools come out, FFAs uh, come out, the local tech school Um, They come out and they can actually see everything start to finish. Uh, Glass pipeline in the barn uh, that they can see so they never lose focus of the milk. Um, The barn is set up for education with five milk stalls. Um, The creamery is set up for education. We also have agritourism events. We have 
acre tour events scheduled every month this summer so people can come out and pet the calves and see the baby animals and they see the cows and people just come out on a daily basis and ask to see the cows and we're fortunate that if you're buying our product then you have the right to see our animals and where they're housed and how they live. That's a great value to have, and I'm sure so many people appreciate being able to see where the product's coming from. Now, have you found that there's people that maybe this is their first experience on a farm and their first time to see where their food's really coming from? Correct. We uh, really enjoy the education part of it. Since we are bottling and focusing on the A2 protein milk, uh, that seems to be our focus on education and getting the public to realize that if they have a dairy insensitivity to uh, drinking milk or any type of dairy, that they're finding out that they can actually have our product. So education is, is huge. Um, having people come out and seeing what we do is uh, a great experience. And like people that come out that have never seen animals before, they can walk right up to them and touch them and pet them, and they see cows firsthand and how docile our Guernsey cows actually are. Well, it sounds like a great way to intertwine your microdairy and the products that you produce and the educational aspect. Now, what is the goal for two Guernsey girls moving forward past um, receiving this grant and into the future? So we would just like to um, maybe add a few more cows um, into the lineup so they have in and we have a steady supply of, of milk all the time um, and just just grow and education education is huge and where people get their milk and food from that's where we would like to focus on Tammy Fritch, plant manager and owner of Two Guernsey Girls Creamery, with a look at how she plans to incorporate the dairy processor grant into the microdairy and continue to educate the public. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Allison Lund. Thanks, Allison, for sharing that story with us. I've got your markets after this. Wisconsin Farm Bureau helps our organization advocate for agriculture by putting us at the table with the right individuals. I've heard a lot of times that if you're not at the table, you're on the menu when it comes to ag policy. We need people to help us make the right connections, get in front of the right people and policymakers that are affecting decisions that impact agriculture. WFBF.com. You should look them up. A voice for farmers, a vision for agriculture. Wisconsin Farm Bureau. Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Rural Mutual Insurance is a proud sponsor of the Wisconsin State Fair. As a thank you for your support, they're giving away State Fair tickets. Visit RuralMutual.com win and enter to win State Fair tickets. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Parts of Wisconsin got heavy rain early last week helping crops, but the state remains dry overall, and this has allowed farmers to harvest their second cutting of hay. The second cutting of alfalfa was reported at 66% complete. That's five days ahead of the five-year average. This is according to the latest USDA Crop Progress and Condition Report. All hay condition was reported 81% good to excellent, up two percentage points from last week. And pasture condition was rated 75% good to excellent, up one percentage point from last week. And now we'll take a look at our dairy markets. From Chicago, the Class 3 milk contract for August is trading at $21.70 a hundredweight, down a nickel. September milk is trading at $22.04, down four cents. On the close yesterday, barrel cheese was down a penny at $2.17 and a quarter. The 40-pound black cheese was unchanged at $2.11, and AA butter was up three cents, closing at $3. And as I said, the precipitation we did see was beneficial for crops, 
Corn condition was 76% good to excellent statewide, the same as last week. Soybean condition rated 78% good to excellent, up 2 percentage points from last week. Nearly 30% of beans are at or beyond the blooming stage. Oats rate 84% good to excellent, nearly 80% of oats are headed or beyond, more than 30% of oats are coloring. Winter wheat condition rated 85% good to excellent, up 1 percentage point, and nearly 80% of wheat is coloring. From Chicago, cash corn is down three and three quarter cents. December new crap corn is trading at six twenty-five and a half, down three and a half cents. Cash beans are down fifteen and a half. November new crap soybeans are down fifteen at thirteen ninety, and wheat is trading at eight fifty-six and a quarter, down a quarter of a cent. That's a look at your markets on a Tuesday morning. We've got everything you need to know about Wisconsin Farm Technology Day's souvenirs after this. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Your tough jobs, the really big ones, deserve a hard-working John Deere tractor from Sloan Implement. Right now, get 0% for 5 years and $1,000 off on a 5E Series tractor. No matter the size of your work, the John Deere 5E is the perfect fit. And when you take a seat on your tractor, your land stands to benefit. 0% for 60 months. Some restrictions apply. See Sloan Implement for details. Offer ends 10 Stock up on all your summer farm essentials with a trip to Blaine's Farm and Fleet. You'll find quality brands at great prices, like Lincoln Size All Baler Twine, available in 7,200, 9,000, and 16,000 foot rolls, now $3 off. Circulate air quickly with a 42-inch half-horsepower two-speed portable barrel fan. It's $349.99. And pick up an Easy 8 12-volt DC 8 gallons per minute transfer pump from GPI, priced at $269.99. Select Kurt Hitches now $30 off and get 10% off select Hillman Hardware. Plus, check out these doorbuster deals. Men's Wolverine Floor Hand Soft Toe Boots on sale $89.99. Taste of the Wild 28-pound bags of grain-free or ancient grain dog food $3 off. Rewards members take $5 off. Not a rewards member? Sign up at FarmandFleet.com or on the Farm and Fleet app and start earning rewards points today. For easy shopping, buy online for drive-thru, ship-to-home, or same-day delivery options. That's genuine value from Blaine's Farm and Fleet. We're known for our sweet moves, but what you might not know is that we can store your stuff too. Yep, from one day to one year. We can hold on to your things on our trucks or in our warehouse. This is Brenda from Mad City Moving. We call that the unexpected storage move. Mad City Moving dominates any move. Their crew will handle your things well, like your things deserve to be handled. Online at madcitymoving.com. Mad City Moving. You haven't seen moves like these before. You bet she thinks your tractor's sexy. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Once Wisconsin Farm Technology Days is all said and done, you're probably going to want something to remember it by. I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report. Sharon Rogers leads the Hospitality Committee for the 2022 Farm Tech Days Board. She tells me all about the souvenirs you can bring home with you from this year's Farm Tech Days in Clark County. One of them is um, a Holstein spotted hat with our Farm, logo, our farm Tech Day logo on it. That is 
kind of a unique item. You don't see them very much, but we thought it fits so well with our area and what we feel about things. Uh, t-shirts, just because people love t-shirts and they collect them. So we'll have that. We have some glasses that uh, are stamped with Farm Tech Days and uh, our logo. Uh, we'll have, we have a few of those left from other events, so we'll have those. There's a cooler bag. Um, and our toy, uh, our official toy, uh, has to do with Meyer Manufacturing. Uh, it's uh, two pieces. It's the old-time chopper box and the new chopper box with uh, a semi pulling it. Uh, so we worked very hard to keep the price very low. Meyer Manufacturing donated all the engineering work for it, which was amazing. So the toys are only $90 a piece, which is some of the lowest prices they've had in years. So very excited about it. And we'll have them in time for the festival. And why was Chopper Box selected? Chopper but Myers are so traditional. They've been here forever. Their chopper boxes are all over the Midwest. And they were, they were willing. They were willing and they're, they're, it's just tradition. It's the new, old tradition and the new tradition. It fit with our, uh, our theme. Yeah, where, tra- where technology and tradition meet here in Clark County. So do the toys come then in a set, or are they $90 individually? Because it's, no, it's it a two. Comes, it comes as a set. The two are $90 cost. Can you give us a number of how many, how much stuff you're ordering? Uh, we ordered 1,000 toys because they are in demand all over. Uh, it's, you know, it's, it's not just the collectors anymore. It's a lot of people that are interested in farming. So we ordered 1,000 of those. Uh, we've already sold probably 1,000 to 1,500 t-shirts and sweatshirts and that kind of thing. And now we're ordering another 500 t-shirts for the show, some long sleeve t-shirts as well, a few sweatshirts. The hats, we ordered 500 of the cow hats and we're going to have about probably three or 400 of the just plain black hats with our logo on. The cooling towels that we're going to sell because it's going to be so hot, we're only gonna sell those for two bucks. We just want people to be comfortable and uh, uh, cool and hydrated so we're selling water as well uh, so we'll we'll have enough volume but we're not gonna we're not gonna wind up with a bunch of stuff we only want enough that people can get that souvenir so we we just do our best to leave that memory somewhere but how was manufacturing and getting the supplies you needed for all of these all of these items at a time like this when we're facing supply chain disruption? It has been very difficult. Normally, we would have had the the uh, toy by March or April, so we'd hit the farm toy shows. Just not happening for the supply issues, that kind of thing. And we're having the same issues with even our volunteer t-shirts. It took days to get enough volunteer t-shirts in the same colors for the same things that we need them for. Just because this company has 200 and we need 400 and this one has 150. and we need, So we've had supply issues with everything we have purchased. Everything. There is one supplier that I could get the cow hats from. Luckily, he was he's someone from Rudolph, Wisconsin, and someone referred me to him and said, if anyone can get him, it'll be him. And sure enough, he came through for us. I was just amazed because I couldn't find him anywhere else. I could find five here and two there. 
So supply, supplying has been a big issue. When we had our barn dance, we had trouble finding the plates that we needed because we needed the disposable divided plates because we have the pulled pork and beans and you don't want it to all run together. We had a terrible time finding it. We had to order them. I know, it's so strange. But it's little things like that that have really uh, multiplied the work that we would normally have to do. And if you couldn't get these souvenir items, I mean, that poses a financial burden as well because you benefit from those proceeds, correct? We certainly do. It's all part of the what we want to do to give back to the community when we're done is we want to support uh, community events related to ag and youth and scholarships. And you just can't do that if you don't make any money. So it is important that we leave a legacy for all the work that we've done and what ag means to our community. So we really want to leave something. We want to have a legacy for what we've done and all the hard work we've done over the last three years. This is a way individuals can give back to Farm Tech Days. Exactly. Purchasing merchandise, attending events, all of those things mean something to our ultimate goal of leaving a legacy of loving egg and learning of egg in Clark County. And you and your husband, well, because he's in charge of the fundraising, you're kind of roped in there as well. Tell me about uh, the fundraising that you've been a part of. Okay, my fundraising has been mostly involved with the events. Our first one was the first ever Taste of Clark County, which was held here in this. And uh, restaurants from throughout the county came with samples of their product. And we had a live auction, we had baskets, and we made three times what we thought we were going to make. Our attendance was off the walls. We had way more people than we had prepared for and it was just fabulous. It was a beautiful summer night and we made a lot of money uh, which was wonderful for our overall system. Our second event was Munson Bridge where we had uh, wine and we had a meal and again an, an auction and we also had meat bundles in. We were very fortunate that companies that purchased fair animals donated them to us so we had them processed and then we could auction them off as meat bundles again making a lot of money and we did the same with the barn dance that we had in Nielsville. We had um, Richie Yurkovich played, we had wonderful food, we had beautiful decor and again we had the the meat bundle auctions so that's mostly what I've been involved with with fundraising although I back up my husband we work together very closely uh, even though we don't share an office because (laughs) we have different work styles uh, but we work together very closely so I try and support him as well with all of his efforts and the thank you cards and keeping track of everything. Sharon Rogers along with us leading the hospitality committee for the 2022 Wisconsin Farm Technology Days this year in Loyal starting today. Gates open at 9 a.m. and close at 4 p.m. If you see the Midwest Farm Report team, say hello.